time to get extreme with ReCW. Hello everyone, welcome back once again for another episode of ReCW, um, your weekly ECW podcast. Right? Um, for those who never listened to the show before, basically we look at all the classic ECW hardcore TV episodes from episode 1 all the way to 401, from Eastern to Extreme, and every pay-per-view in between, eh? working on that. Um, yeah, so jo- <laughs> join on. Every pay-per-view we can find in between. Yeah, every... Which is so far none of them. Every TV special and occasional pay-per-view in between. Um, there you got myself, Paul. Thank you very much for listening. I'm joined once again by Jay and Griff. How are we doing, Jay and Griff? Extremely well, thank you. Oh. Extremely well. I, we're still in 30-something, so easternly well. Easternly well. Easternly well. Easterly well. If you do the, the um, same joke every week, it feels like. No, I rotate. Oh, um, this week we'll be covering. Oi, oi. <laughs> this week we are covering episode 30, 31, and 32 of ECW, as well as discussing November to remember 1993. Yes. Yeah, so it feels like we're covering episode 30. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And the others aren't really. Yeah, anything new in in their their weirdness, but we'll get into that. We'll get there. Um, episode thirty starts off with the Sandman goes straight into a promo, telling Peaches the seconds away from a world title match with Shane Douglas and how exciting he is. Then we have highlights from um, Sandman. Ver- Sha- yeah, Sandman versus Shane Douglas at Ultra Clash. Yeah. yeah. Back to Sandman versus the fabulous Shane Douglas. Yep, where Shane Douglas and... won with um, like a crossbody sort of roll type deal. We used the momentum, didn't he? Used Sandman's momentum to kind of. There we go. Roll him up. Yeah, I'd agree with that. And um, yeah, he picked up the win. Then we cut to Joey Styles, who looks like he's just done a 52 hour shift. The band looks shattered. His eyes are all over the place, bless him. And um, spoke about a little bit about Sandman, Shane Douglas, everything else going on. And then we cut to a little surfs up three-hour Sandman highlight package. And it well, was an amazing highlight, highlight package. Why would you highlight all the botched stuff he does? He's not the kind of guy that you give a, a highlight reel to. This highlight package, I mean, I wrote down like what we were seeing because it was just amazing. So it was... Uh, it started off, the, the first highlight you come straight out of this package with is Sandman doing a headlock. Um, <laughs> and then following that, we had Sandman doing a clothesline. Yep. And then we had Sandman Yo. knocked out and Sal rolling him over onto um, an opponent who he didn't even know who's beating. And That's how good he is. He can pin you without knowing. He's our former world S- champion. And then Sandman kicking and punching someone. Uh, surviving Sam, Sandman doing an arm ringer into a back elbow standard uh, and then there are about three more clotheslines and and it was not really the, the, the most convincing of um, hype videos no I'm, I'm, I've got it, an issue just, with their hype videos clotheslines are just for go on. No, that's alright I'll just say generally I've got an issue with their hype videos 
But I guess I won't really get into it until the Sherry one later on. <laughs> but uh, we'll, stick, we'll do episode by episode. I'm professional. But yeah, so um, yeah, that that. And um, anything else you want to say about it, Griff? You were starting to say something? Just his clotheslines look so uncomfortable. They do. But surely, like, that must be like... You know how, like, football, obviously, day one, you just taught how to pass. Surely a clothesline must be a day one training. I just, yeah. It's his unorthodox style that you're 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 feeling there. This is why he's such a uh, a scary opponent because you know you, you don't quite know he hurt people. Yeah, you don't quite know how he's going to come at you because he's so just gosh darn un- unorthodox with how he does it. And then we get the about four minutes in because I looked at the time, and um, we get a weird announcement that states it's main event time. And I thought, my God, four minutes in and main event. So I was expecting a 56-minute classic, I can't lie. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so main event starts off straight away. And then it cuts to the back. And the Sandman is down on the floor out the back. And Paulie dangerously walks out. And um, he makes probably one of the most interesting comments that he has about the Sandman. And I think this is very important going forward. He's, um, he references him to a little poor alcoholic who gets nervous before his matches. Yeah, I noticed that. And I, I, I didn't put two and two together, like, but I thought, oh, that's interesting. So I'm hoping this is the first in the evolution away from Surfer to Kane swinging, beer drinking, cigarette smoking, alcoholic Sandman that we all know <laughs> that we need. Well, it might be the reason why Laurie Fullington decides to hang up the Peaches shorts and give up on him. So, you know, it's it's it, it's interesting. I mean, it's it's I don't know quite how it layers with the obviously smashed phone that he's kind of laying in. Um, but, yeah, it was it was it was just a very interesting knowing what we know. It's a very interesting line and it'll be interesting to see if it, what comes from it i think it just felt like a seeing the character that he came uh, becomes it just felt like there's a very sort of poignant line like it just it would have been a throwaway line they obviously had watching it at the time but why would this guy suddenly be referenced as an alcoholic or whatever yeah uh, that absolutely. being said um paulie dangerously obviously steps up finds a suitable opponent for Shane Douglas in Sabu. So our next match is now Sabu versus Shane Douglas for the world title. What? And I mean, interestingly, it's it's because Paulie still holds the managerial license for Shane Douglas. He can uh, make executive decisions, like for instance, waiving, uh, changing the contracts, like for instance, waiving the uh, substitution line in the contract, which means he can just sub out. Uh, Sandman with anyone he wants to put in there, like for instance Sabu. So it's interesting that the, Shane Douglas is not a face in any way, shape, or form, but they are building this this dissension still within the Dangerous Alliance and Heyman moving the pieces around. Yeah, yeah, massively. Um, what do you think of the match? Fairly. I thought I thought it was too quick. I I, I wanted more. I thought it was good, but um. 
Yeah, for a title match. I, I thought was, it was I thought it was a good match. Um I, I felt like it wasn't the wild man Sabu we'd been shown previously. It was much more of a sort of straightforward kind of match. Yeah. But um all in all it was a good match, unexpected. So I was pleasantly surprised when I suddenly saw this was happening. Um get to the end of the match and Sabu wins and he's a new world champion. There's no other way to put it. It's crazy. Any other thoughts all on the you, match, you have is a... I, I, I mean, I liked the story they were telling about um, Shane Douglas getting overconfident. You know, huge um, suplex could have gone for the cover, decided to play in Panda and things like that. So I liked the story they were telling there. Um, I, I don't understand Sabu as your champion. Um I, I don't get the I don't get the story they're telling with him, bearing in mind two weeks ago he was banned from TV and now not only is he on TV but he's your champion. And yeah. it doesn't feel like there's any resolution in these things, it just feels like they move on from these things. And that's a little bit jarring for me on some of this is the the fact that it's just kinda like I, I know we've changed our mind on that. That 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 doesn't count, that didn't happen now. Yeah, I agree yeah. with that. And um, I guess this was Shane Douglas's first defeat in ECW as well. And only second title defence? <laughs> one more than Grado. It's true, one yeah. more than Grado. Um, so, yeah, so New World Champion. We go backstage and we have Todd Gordon arguing with Paul Heyman. And I think they basically make a stipulation for November to remember that if Punk pins Sabu, um, uh, Funk, not Punk, Funk is the new... You're, thinking, you're thinking about new ECW. We'll, we'll, do, the, we'll do WWE know, ECW I'm once we've done about, 401. I think about Just Incredible versus CM Punk. Um, yeah, so if Funk wins, um, he's the world champion as well as the TV champion. And if Sabu wins, he's the TV champion as well as the world champion. Yeah, that's the, that's the stipulation. Yeah, which yep. is pretty crazy. Um, they go to announce Terry Funk's partner. Um, I've got him down as Heyman. I don't know why I keep putting it. Uh, Paulie Dangerously basically doesn't believe he knows who it is. He shows him the piece of paper. He starts screaming. Todd Gordon goes to read it out, and he smash, and um, Paulie Dangerously smashes the camera. So we still don't know. Bob. Reasons. And I think we'll never know. I think King Kong Bundy comes in at like um, because the big surprise couldn't turn up. But we'll never know. Well, exactly. Who was it on the piece of paper? Exactly. I, I can't. I can't think that reaction like fits King Kong Bundy. <laughs> I, I, don't I don't know. know. I mean, he's uh... could have been the bulldog. Former WrestleMania main eventer, and you know, took Hogan to the limit and master of the five count. It's very true. Um, you know, it could have could have been a a, a a name. Yeah, um, we come back to the ring, and we have the bad breeding tag team action against Chad Ostkin and Todd Shaw. Uh, I wasn't sure if this is the match we saw last week, but. Yeah, I mean, it's funny because I, I, I remembered a whole conversation about Chad Austin and then I was trying to remember if we had that on the podcast or offline. And it was on the podcast. No, we had the ch- I swear you brought that up on the show. Yeah, it was after. Yeah. Yeah. 
and yeah but and I, I i worked that out but my trying to work out when we talked about chad austin and why we talked about chad austin kind of distracted me from the match with chad austin <laughs> yeah um bad breed picked up the win and they had some really nice tag team maneuvers at the end mm. that's some, some cool double team moves so i was, I was very so impressed. between bad company and bad breed and public enemy um and uh uh hot body and his tag team partner um they've actually got quite a good uh tag team roster building here mm. it, it it actually feels far more competitive than the main event uh, the heavyweight and the the tv title or uh just the depth yeah which makes you wonder why none of them get a title shot but i'll get onto that later on um yeah so they pick up the win we cut to the back and we got jimmy snooker who remembers him jimmy superfly snooker Woo! we've a great promo <laughs> which basically went Woo, woo, woo. What you got to do about it? Century. That was promo it. Promo of the century. That was it. Just woo, woo, woo. What are you going to do about it? <laughs> Which, you know, to Griff's, Griff's point about this influencing various other things uh, was the founding of many, many Zack Ryder promos for years to come. Woo, woo, woo. What you gonna do about it? Um, yeah, so that happened, and he was gone. Simple as that. Just I don't know who he's talking to. What's someone gonna do about it? But he's gone, and we get Mister Hughes shouting out the back about how he took the Undertaker's urn and gave it back to him. I I I don't understand. I understand the, the what he's trying to do with this kind of angry promo thing. I don't understand his choices of quiet and loud because it just feels like the quiet bits are where he just has to catch his breath um i mean i think it would have been a far better promo if there was more variance between quiet and loud i just don't understand the beats where he decided to go quiet and the beats where he decided to go loud it was it was not a good promo i don't think he's in ecw for long he's in for a few episodes yeah because watching um an interview with Todd Gordon who um, spoke about him and he wasn't super complimentary about him. He was basically saying how he didn't want to lose to anyone. That sounds about right. Because he beat Lex Luger. Yeah, refused to lose to Taz because he beat Lex Luger. Yeah. And, and he gave Undertaker's own back. Yeah, Undertaker's own back. And it was, um, yeah, so I don't think he, I don't know if he stays. Is this the same promo as like last week or two weeks ago? Similar. He's got the same point. Yeah, different shirt. Just keeps um, bringing up that, like, he beat up um, Paul Bearer, like, yeah. Just, yeah. And, um, yeah, so he did that. And then we went to my f- favourite bit of the show, I reckon. Um, the Sherry Medusa promo. <laughs> no, there was, the, there was my least favourite bit of the show, which was Kevin Sullivan's promo about the shoot fight and them explaining the shoot fight rules i think paul tried to blame that out oh yeah i mean i've never felt like so sorry for someone in a, a promo before like kevin sullivan having to try and justify that this is the shoot 
but it's not. It almost felt as awkward as when Nakamura sort of debuted and they were trying to explain what strong style was without saying yeah. what strong style was. It was, it's, it's like, he's like, it's a shoot, but all my other, like, fights are shoots, but this is a shoot one with, like, rules, with, like, shoot rules, but they're all shoots, but this is a shoot one with shoot rules. And so anything can happen in this one, but thank you for explaining the rules to me. Yeah, and it just, it kind of just felt so awkward, and I think I've got a rundown of the rules, um, somewhere in case we all need to know what these rules are for a shoot fight um what are the rules paul well number one one fall to a positive finish rule number two no capital no pinfalls number three 10 count ko or submission rules um doesn't elaborate number four no time limit Number five, clenched fists, in brackets punch, are illegal. Number six, wrestlers must break hold if opponent reaches the ropes. That seems like... That sounds like a shoot match. Oh, yeah, it is a shoot, yeah. It it sounds like it's got worse rules than a normal match. (laughs) The rules kind of contradict themselves. So in a non-shoot one, you can punch someone in the head, but in this one, you can't. So what we've seen in ECW recently is you can beat the shit out of someone with a chair. Yep. Or, or a mobile phone. Or the ring steps or chains that. or uh, whatever you want. Front and and that doesn't it. Yeah, you can even beat them up before they even enter the ring and they lose the match because you've beaten them up before they even enter the ring. Yep. However, in this match, which is completely, you shoot. know, shoot... Um, you can't do any of those things you, and you can't punch with a closed fist. Well, it's, yeah, so that was... Um... It, I mean, the only thing for me, the only two things that were different was you can't punch and you can't pin. Hmm. Apart from that, I don't really know why you'd bother, basically. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's very weird. And like I said, it, it's so awkward to try and say, you know, we're not saying everything else is a work, but this is a shoot. But everything else is real. But this is like real, real. Yeah. It's, it, it's just why would you put yourself in that situation? But that being said, going on to my favourite bit of the show, the Sherry Medusa promo. I was really impressed with Medusa in this segment. Is this Absolutely. prior, like, has she done anything on WWE at this point? No, she, she, if you'd watched it, she said that she was just about to sign for WWE. And Sherry Mattel runs away. Yeah. So basically, she just completely gunned her down. Um, Sherry kept throwing out loads of kind of sexual like innuendos and all that sort of thing. And Medusa just shooting it down. Medusa was the revolution and the evolution before it was cool. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot about kind of, um, you know, her trying to inspire and build women up and all the rest of it. Uh, Trying to, uh, one of my favorite lines was, um, you know, working with women who think a backslide is a casting couch maneuver, um, which I thought was quite a clever line on it. Um, And all about uh, how 
she's been working really hard to to hone her craft uh sherry very kind of dismissive and disrespectful of her time when they wrestled previously didn't listen didn't you know it was too busy running around and blah 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 rather than kind of learning her trade and paying respect to the people she should be paying respect to and um and and then they're finally going to meet for the first time ever and and really actually find out who's best and who can back it up and then she finished it off with the greatest line of the whole thing um i've been in japan holding belts all you've been doing is holding men's balls (laughs) yeah so this was in in reply to sherry's argument that you couldn't cut it in america so you ran off to japan hid there for two and a half years yeah and anyone could do that um and uh that was uh the the, fu- the future alundra blazes uh response back which was brilliant it was Absolutely. um we then had Jace... can't wait to see this match <laughs> wah, wah, wah. Uh, we then had jason uh, basically turn up and said he was sexy in the show-ins I can't stand that guy. I I, I didn't mind his little bit here because it was just the, the same kind of Griff. absolutely yeah. self-absorbed um, bit. Spoiler alert, he's around till 401. Does it, it's with the same character, like... Similar. I mean, he gets his neck broken at one point. Yeah, he's, he's always going to be the sexiest man on the planet. That's undeniable, yeah. but, yeah. Like more That's more Valvina, fun. surely. No. The big Valvolsky. <laughs> um, that breaks the end of episode 30 so we go on to 31 um, do we have to 31 we can skip through quickly it's basically just a recap show getting ready for November to remember coming up yeah so they basically just recap all the things the only interesting thing that um, I found was um, Jay Sally said that Funk's original partner was out because of a skydiving incident in Las Vegas or something. I can't remember the exact reason, but he, he said an exact incident that happened to this person, which I assume must have been an in-joke to a certain wrestler at the time that got injured in an incident. I don't know. I don't know if anyone else picked up on that, but that's basically what they said. No. It was just basically that the original partner got injured in blah, blah, blah reason here. And I thought at the time, maybe, you know, like Shawn Michaels injured himself in Vegas or something. And everyone was just like, oh, my God, it was going to be Shawn Michaels. It felt like that sort of thing. But I guess I'm the only one that heard it. Um... I think going through all the replays and everything, I must have just missed that segment. Because I kind of skipped, like, everything that I thought I'd seen already. And then, obviously... There was a lot I'd seen already. Yeah, then, obviously, we had... um... Matty in the house did a really sort of cool uncle video. Yeah, I didn't like it. I didn't just... like the music. Well, I I'm guessing like... the music was a lot better when they aired it, probably. Well, that's what I, I put on my notes. I thought, surely this can't be the real music. Then I put, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm not sorry. Because that's his <laughs> catchphrase. Does seem to be. He seems to have turned that into his... Uh... Catchphrase. Uh, recap. I thought this was the new intro. Oh god! And then you no. actually got the intro. So I thought, oh my god, don't tell me this is the new intro for like Life. EZW. Life. Then we actually got the intro. I was like, oh okay. 
And then we got uh, recap of Medusa, Tommy Dreamer Taz. The whole show's recap. I stopped watching after this. I'm not going to lie. So unless there's anyone else from this, we can just cut through this episode. It's just a recap show. Uh, Funk and Hawk phoning in to to give their final promos was painful. Yeah. I found the um the only thing that was new. Did you get to the cage match, Paul? Uh, what cage match? There was like a triple threat cage match. Um, what you call it? The Public Enemy against. Oh. So I don't know if it was a triple threat cage match, but it was bad. Bad Breed and Public Enemy, I think, and Bad Company ran in and attacked them. Yeah, and I think it was another match... one of those tit for tat kind of, you know, they they just keep getting in each other's way things. Yeah, and they kind of all went in like it wasn't your bog standard ca- like tag team cage match where you run the risk if you leave first. Like obviously you're leaving your partner in on his own. It was literally the... even though it wasn't announced the rules. It was the first person who got out um, wins. Oh. You know, got to that bit, Paul. No, I'd, I'd given up. I thought it was just going to recap and everything, so... I was long it was gone. There wasn't really any good... Yeah, it was. It was just another one of those kind of, you know, and they don't like each other, so they keep beating each other up, no matter who's involved and what's going on kind of things. Oh, no, I missed all that. Apologies, everyone. That was the only thing that was kind of, like, new... Too busy um, apart from like some of the segments, yeah, and no, I skipped all that. Um, quick rundown of some of the November to remember results, or do you want to just because a lot of it's brought up? There you go for the results, yeah. Um, old Sal defeated the Rockin' Rebel by forfeit in a chairs match. Uh, Sandman fought Jim Neidhart, surprise, uh, to a no contest at 6 minutes and 7 seconds. The Public Enemy defeated Bad Company in a South Philly Hood match uh, after 16 minutes and 40 seconds. Kevin Sullivan defeated Tommy Cairo in a single match shoot match in 2 minutes 15. I mean, why? Just, Why? Yeah, and um, obviously Medusa didn't turn up, so it was Milana. Uh, she defeated Malia, my Malia Hosaki. That's it. She defeated Osaka. Sherry by disqualification and six minutes exactly. The Suicide Blondes, the champions, took on the Bad Breed and they defeated them um, to keep the tag team titles after six minutes, 11 Glad seconds. Glad to see some consistency in the, the, the title run. I think they're going to have a, a title run for quite a long time. They are. All the <laughs> way till segment seven, where Johnny Gunn and Tommy Dreamer came out and defeated them in nine seconds and became the new ECW tag team champions. I swear I they mean, must have had a briefcase we just didn't see. I think they cashed it. This obviously influenced Money in the Bank somehow. <laughs> and then somehow. To, to celebrate... Um, Tommy Dreamer's new tag team title run. He then lost to Taz in a singles match in seven seconds. That's right, because Johnny Gunn will keep the, the, the fires going, I would imagine. I mean, you know, it's hard, but, you know, straight after, but with a bit of a rest, I think the champions will prevail again. 
He does. So Johnny Gunn then goes on to have a singles match and lose to Mr. Hughes in nine minutes and 40 seconds. Well, at least we've not had any other... T- I mean, you know, we've, you've flip-flopped with the titles all the way through. Surely that's enough now. No more stupidity going into the final match. No more stupidity. Exactly. As we go to the main event where we have our world champion, Sabu and Road Warrior Hulk, defeated Terry Funk and surprise partner King Kong Bundy. And um, Sabu is now your world champion and ECW te- uh, television champion. Mental. So if you'd gone on holiday um, for the last two weeks of, of November, yep. uh, you would come back, you'd turn on your, your Eastern Championship wrestling, um, and you would find that the tag team champions are now the the winning combination of Dreamer and Gunn. Uh, Shane Douglas is no longer your heavyweight champion in fact it's Sabu and he's also the TV champion because he's just beaten uh, Terry Funk yeah basically yeah, mental and the guy that is so dangerous and so vicious and all the rest of it and he has to come to the ring in a gurney um, is holding your two singles titles yeah yeah, it comes back to haunt them. Yeah, I mean it's 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 not great. <laughs> I mean we've we've put up some stuff in these first thirty two episodes, but I gotta say it's not great. It's not. <laughs> I mean I'm I'm missing Eddie Gilbert at this point. I know it's um, Shut up. definitely a transitional Shut up. period, isn't it? <laughs> Uh, so then I mean, on... uh, all the move, all, it's all gone into to bizarreness. People are being booked and not turning up, just like it's done. The only thing I'm missing is to know where to go to get decent pizza in Philadelphia. So, you know, it's yeah, it's, yeah, um, yeah. Um, week thirty-two. <laughs> uh... Uh, week 32 starts with a bad company promo as they challenge Public Enemy to an empty arena match, which is a good way to get around now and turning up for this shit. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> so that's their big boy. So bad company, Public Enemy, an empty arena match. The highlight. Now, what would you think the rules of an empty arena match would be? Um, let yourself in through the back door and then fight. I mean, no one's in there, is there? I mean, the whole idea on this is what they're building up is basically they fight until two people leave, until the winners are the only ones who are physically able to get out. It's like a big cage match. And there's no yeah, cameras. I mean, it's just so a brawl, just isn't it? Tell you about yeah, it's like a massive cage match where you just bring so, down I mean, and the first person to escape the building. And obviously so this I... influenced the Rock Mankind NT Stadium match half time obviously yeah half time heat yeah but i mean you know you're not going to stop it for a disqualification or you know there's not going to be you know any silly rules about not being too physical or anything because that's the whole reason why your fans aren't present isn't it to to protect them from the craziness that's going to be yeah okay good just 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 checking on on that so you know it'd be interesting to see how vicious this match goes well i would like it to be like some of the other events where you can't actually see it it's not actually taped for tv 
like most <laughs> title defences. Yeah, it's just a match that happens. So they're made just to beat the shit out of each other in an empty arena for a match that no one's ever going to see because the cameraman is not really allowed in there. No, it's... just someone hanging around outside. Yeah, the, you know, the end of the match would literally right? be yeah. you win? Yeah. public enemy falling through the door. And it's just, you never really know. But, um, yeah, Matty's in the house. And he just. And he, you know. And, um, yeah, he pops in, confirms his match, public enemy, um, basically accepts it. It's a short version. Matty confirms that they've accepted. So Matty had a great line at the beginning of this, which I thought was absolutely fantastic. Sorry, Um, not sorry. Uh, better than that. Uh-huh. So um, he uh, talked about, um, you know, he doesn't know why you, you wouldn't have watched November to remember. There was nothing good on TV. He's checked the listings. Beavis and Butthead wasn't on. So, you know, you weren't watching that instead. Um, and he'd gone through all the TV listings. There was nothing that you should have been not watching. And if you've not watched November to remember, it's a regret you'll never forget. And I, no, thought made me feel really really, I thought that was a really, really good line the first time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so he confirms that. Except we then get to Dreamer and Gun, the new ECW Tag Team Champions. Uh, obviously, I didn't watch the event, but um, I feel a little bit upset to build up this tag team division and then these two just come in and randomly win the tag team belts and lose two single matches. I mean, you, you, you say you've not watch the event we did get to see the full nine second title challenge and victory that's actually uh, true i mean it wasn't until i saw the times i realized that i'd seen the whole thing yeah i mean we we did see i know that he, that that matty at matt de matt is very accurate in saying that you know if we um if we have if we miss november to remember it's a regret we'll never forget However, after watching episode 32, I feel fairly placated in the sense that I think I've seen pretty much all of it. Yeah. If, if it's worth watching. And some bits that weren't. Yeah. Sal's back. He's thanking everyone for their love, support, messages, flowers, grapes, hugs, kisses, etc. I sent a letter saying that's all right. Good to see him back. Yeah, um, even better that he can see us. Just so far, there's been loads of recaps. We've been going through the show. Uh, Sherry's going mad. We've got a video package where the words just seem to be "Hey, hey, hey." That package went on forever. It did. Considering it's yeah, only been about two shows. Big chunks of it that seemed to be on loop. Um, I quite liked it as a as a as a hype package. What are um, they hyping for, though? I thought she was managing Shane Douglas. Uh, isn't she marrying Shane Douglas? <laughs> I thought she was going to be... Well, they were getting married. 16 hours. Why is he not helping in... her? But I liked her, you know, them showing her getting involved in various things and, you know, just beating up everyone and, you know, not backing down from anyone. And, uh, you know, I, I thought that was quite good. Um, but... Uh, yeah, it was. It, it just felt like it kind of got looped and looped and looped and looped. Yep. And it happens. Uh, we then go to Public Enemy, who for some reason around the back of the arena trying to get in. 
which I found confusing. They did have a new catchphrase. Um, I'm going to knock you out. He's going to knock you out. We're going to knock you out. Mama said, knock you out. Do you know what? I was, I was expecting that. I really thought that's where they were going with it. Yeah. It influenced one of the, the biggest songs. comeback. Been a few years. <laughs> Outside the arena. Outside the arena. Uh, we then oh. had the unannounced, uh, previously recorded Sandman versus the Anvil match. I don't understand how November to Remember is even worse quality than their regular TV. I felt like it. Do you remember when Sin Cara first debuted in the WWE and he had that weird And they had tint. that stupid lighting through the entire thing. It was this whole match, whole event. Yeah. just seemed to yeah. have this weird Sin Cara lighting going on. Yeah, it was weird. And yes. the, this was recorded for home video. You'd be a bit gutted, wouldn't you? Like, just... <laughs> You've just got out and bought the vid- video. Especially if you were a Stitson hit fan, Hitman fan. Especially if you're looking for the dream match between Reducer and Sherry. Yep. <laughs> looking forward to that tag team title change in nine seconds. Um, yeah, so that the match is all right. Nothing special. Uh, Jason appears. The double counter. No, double. They're both down, aren't they? And like the referee. I thought. I don't know if it's an ECW thing. But surely when they're both down on the canvas, you count to ten, but you kind of And then flip a coin. Them. The double pins them one, two, three. Yeah, it's really weird. Like I said, they should have just done the flip the coin. It would have been perfect. That's what people wanted. That extreme finish. Um, yeah, so Jason comes out. Um Sandman I thought was it? Um He's annoyed. He's annoyed that Sandman turned him down. Yeah, Sandman does a promo about I'm, you will never manage me. I'm never going to be managed by you. I've told you. I've told you. I've told you. So Jason, with a very good looking kick. Yeah. Um, you know, a nice high kick that kind of takes him out, and uh, yeah, and then um, the 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 newest member of Jason's entourage, Mr. Hughes, arrived. Has Hunter Hugh Robbins the third gone? I don't know. I don't know because he's not. I mean, the only people he's got under his stable at the moment would be. Because he Stephen originally had Sabu, didn't he? He originally had Sabu, didn't he? He did, and then traded him to to Heyman, and he was the manager of Hotbody and Stetson. Yeah, so we need to see them in action, really, to see for more than nine seconds. Yeah, to see who he's with. Um... We then had a really good Afraid promo by Terry Funk. Yeah. This was a good, crazy oh. Terry Funk promo. I, I like all his promos because you can just tell his promos aren't rehearsed. No. You'll never, you'll never yeah. see a polished Terry Funk promo. He just, just talks. He's sitting there just with Jerry Styles going, are you scared? And he's just like, yeah. And he's like, oh, are you afraid? And he's like, yeah. You're, he goes, you're, you're about not a, size. You're not afraid. You're about dangerous size. And he's sort of put like saying around his neck. And he's just like, you're afraid now? And he's like, yes. He goes, you're afraid. <laughs> and um, yeah, I thought that was quite good. So crazy. Then we had a, a Hawk promo. With the Anvil. With the Anvil, obviously. Well, how random. The Legion. Both, both. Both had their normal partners, obviously, and doing better things. Well, Animal was injured. 
So I thought Animal Hawk... was alright. Just Hawk went off on his own, like no, uh, and, uh, and broken his back at this point. Yeah, basically, what happened oh. was I think Hawk had left. Animal had stayed in the WWF. He was teaming with Crush for a little while, and they were gonna. Well, Crush was actually coming out in Legion of Doom gear. Wow. Um, there's, I think there's pictures you can find in Germany of that and then I think Animal had a two-on-one match against the Beverly Brothers where he hurt his back and was injured and he couldn't come back for insurance reasons for two years which is then when wow. Hulk went off to Japan and formed the Hellraisers with Power Warrior and uh, yeah I saw a picture of again the other day which was quite interesting well the Hellraisers yeah, great team. So uh, I'm assuming that means Animal had one of the Lloyds of London, uh, as one of the Minnesota boys, he had one of the Lloyds of London policies like Bulldog and uh, Rick Rude and Kurt Hennig um, and became very, very rich from uh, cashing in his insurance. Oh, potentially then, yeah, because he, he wasn't allowed to wrestle for two years, apparently. Which is where a load of them kind of yeah had that and then kind of found a loophole that they could come back under and not have to pay back the money. Oh, perfect. So yeah, oh. so maybe so. So that's what that's where Animal which is, was, which is why Lloyd's of London stopped insuring wrestlers. Um, so just before this though, um, and we'll we'll get on to the 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 crazy Hawk and Anvil promo because I need someone to explain why Hawk's so cross with Terry Funk. Um, A friend, uh, aren't they? The Jason running out. And, and attacking Sandman. Yep. Um, Matt, Matty in the house, and uh, Joey Styles were talking about Jason's uh, coming out, and, and Joey Styles was explaining that Jason's name is Jason. He, he only goes by one name, like Elvis or Liza, <laughs> except it's Elvis Presley and Liza Minnelli. They don't go by just one name. I mean, Madonna and Cher. Do you say Eliza or Eliza's? And they're just looking for the future again. I think that. There, see? Mind blown. (laughs) (laughs) Gently blown. Sorry. Yeah, something like that. Um, Yeah, so Hawk is annoyed. Because we can't see the bloody face. uh, Yeah, so you know what's what's running through his mind: uh, protoplasm and blood cells and other stuff. Um, Because apparently he's cut open. You can't tell because the video's even bad for a November to remember standard. But Hawk is annoyed because Terry Funk had the audacity of picking himself a dream partner in this dream partner match and unleashed King Kong Bundy on him. And he thought it was mates, and that's what Terry Funk does. He picks a partner who's actually going to win him the match, even though... Uh, I, and then there's this sudden bit where after they refused to tag team and they were uh, so cross with each other and all the rest of it, um, Hawk is boasting about how his boy Sabu managed to put him down. Yeah. Now... We've only played this maybe once or twice under ReCW, but we've got Sabu. Yeah. Kicked yep. out of the Dangerous Alliance. We've got Terry Funk. Um, 
who has just beaten up his protege. Uh, That's been Jason. forgotten, isn't it? And uh, well, Heyman referenced it at the very end about you know him being deranged and and all the rest of it, and um, made some some comments about his 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 dead dad who died in his arms. Um, uh, mm, that's the real thing. Look, Terry Funk, who, yeah, uh, beating up JT Smith. We've got Hawk, yeah, who has been a good guy, but is now celebrating that Sabu won, and is annoyed with Funk. Any guesses, heels and faces? I definitely have any. I it, yeah, just. I think Tommy Dream is a face, and that's all I need to know. Is he though? And Johnny Gunn. <laughs> Johnny Gunn. Is he? Yes. Yes. I'll take your word for it then. You got to. Um, so yeah, and then the show just ends randomly. Well, like Paul Heyman talks for like fifteen minutes. Then it ends. Yeah. Yeah, basically just kind of highlighting that this feud between Funk and Sabu is going to go on for a little longer, suggesting that, um, uh, you know, Terry Funk's dad died in his arms and actually after that performance he's probably happy because otherwise he would have died of embarrassment anyway, um, which was which was a little harsh. Yeah, that's a, um, that's a real thing, wasn't it? He died in the ring. Yeah, hmm. which, which kind of... I'm a little bit snug, I think. Um, but, yeah, and... Um, uh, I mean, Terry Funk in his promo made some comments about, uh, you know, people broadcasting dispersions on his mother. Uh, didn't go as far as saying, my mother's a whore. But we were hoping. Um, <laughs> my mother's a whore. <laughs> <laughs> She's a listener. Jeez, I hope she just doesn't listen. She does. Everyone does. <laughs> New listeners every week. Griff. We let new people in. We've said about this. Hi, Mrs. Griff. I've heard great things. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's just, just a really weird kind of promo. And after watching these three, I haven't got the fucking clue of what's going on. It's all explained next week. Don't worry. They tie up all the loose ends. Uh, I mean, I, I'm looking forward to that because, you know, looking at the... Uh, I haven't seen next week. I'm talking shit, or... by the way. I'm just optimistic. Have you, have you seen... Did you read on on the Wikipedia page about November to Remember? What about it? About Still the stuff that came, it. like the aftermath of the show. Well, it's just people went out celebrating for hours because it's the greatest show ever in Philly. No, it kind of covers over the next couple of weeks of TV. Oh, no. Okay, good. Well, you know, we're, we've got some... Good stuff to... I'm just excited. I never know who's going to turn up every week. I mean, where the fuck is Glenn Osborne? I'm excited for episode 38 because I watched it by accident. What I'm saying 38? Is... Yeah. You yeah. Watched it. Why watched... did you watch 38 by accident? I just... I, was, I, was, I just turned it on and I thought I chose 30 and it wasn't until three quarters of the way through... I thought nothing of it because... He wasn't paying attention. Random, there was random storytelling. So and I was like, oh, hang on a second, how the hell is he champion? And stuff like that. Like, I thought, oh, I won't ask anything. It's probably like the belt's probably changed hand at a house show. And then they got three quarters through it. I was like, hang on a second. 
this don't make sense. And then I came back out and went, oh my god. I played my Xbox. Huh, okay. See? Yeah, I've watched three quarters of episode 38. And and how is the future? It's alright, it was pretty much, like a pay, pretty much what we see now, but the next pay-per-view, whatever it was called. December to remember. December to says member. Missing this out. Man in the house. And mental. I don't need to be extreme. Come on. ECW, December, I'm not sorry. Hey, you shoot for it. We're not sorry. We're not sorry. We're not sorry. What's that? That'd be a great little chant. If you have like the, we love Cena. Cena sucks. If we like, we are sorry. We're not sorry. We're not sorry. Oh, see a T-shirt saying, "I'm sorry, we are I sorry." No, we're not. <laughs> sorry, I missed November to remember. Oh. I did think uh, for a second. I thought, you know, a, a T-shirt that says, uh, "You know, Eastern Championship Wrestling," a, reg- a regret you'll never forget would make a good cha- a good T-shirt. And then he used it so much within the space of forty-eight minutes that I He's probably I, got his own copyright for it. <laughs> Uh, if he's copyright anything, it's he's sorry, he's sorry, he's not sorry. James Storm. I'm sorry. That's what he says in the lawsuit. He says sorry, he not can't sorry. The truth. It feels like um Vanilla Ice lawsuit where he goes, now there's some goes dun 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 and my goes dun 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 I goes, Okay, a bit like that. James Storm's like, My says sorry, not sorry. My says I'm sorry, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. I'm, I'm not sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm not sorry. You're talking about yourself in the first person. I'm making a general statement about anyone who may at some point have been sorry, yet not. I'm so sorry, Uncle Albert. Oh, shit, wrong programme. Yeah, thank you everyone for listening. Do we wrap up the show? People want to go to bed. I don't know who's listening to it or not. (laughs) Sorry. Not Not sorry. sorry. yeah, thank you very much for listening again. Make sure you follow us at underscore Sports Arena on Twitter. Go to Zazzle and check out we're effing get there shirts. Because we are effing get there. And um, yeah, just watch more episodes. We'll probably say what we're, episodes we're watching on on Twitter this week. Because we don't know if we're going to watch two episodes or three episodes. Depending if it's another recap show or what happens. But yeah. Or 38, sure. just so Griff doesn't know all of that stuff without us. Let's get to hey, the end of the you, year. You, you, you've gone, you've gone to the future before. <laughs> Time travel, Marty. We've got to spot out your kids. Great scots. See you later. Bye. Bye.